Hey guys, um, in this video, we are going to talk about um, company settings. So I'm just gonna share my screen with you. I'm gonna turn off the camera so that way you guys can see everything um, because there's some pretty important stuff up here, okay? So, um, all right, so we're gonna start in the gear because the gear is really where all of your company settings are where your lists and tools are. So this is kind of like, this is the big um, page. This is also where you can manage your account, your team. Um, the getting started guide is here. So in case you need some more um, help with that, your sample company is here. Um, and, and somebody asked, you know, I wish that I could see the training and the sample company at the same time. When you click on that sample company, you get logged out of your account. Um, and so you could actually open up another tab. If that doesn't work, try opening up um, either a different browser or try an, in, an incognito window if you're using Chrome. Okay, so there's a couple different ways you can get that to work. All right, so um, I'm gonna start in company settings because I just wanna walk you through what's there. So that way, um, so that way we can make sure that everything is set up correctly. So, okay, so remember, if you wanna upload your logo here, you can, and you can use that in your invoices. Uh, you wanna make sure that all your contact info is correct. So I'm gonna put in my address. Cause that's gonna be used for billing. I hit C too many times. Um, okay, so this is the company email. Um, you can put your website in here. And I probably have to put in HTTP. S. Okay, there we go. All right. All right, so I'm gonna save all that stuff. Okay, so now my whole address is in there. This will be used for invoicing purposes. So if you wanna be able to do invoicing, you wanna make sure that's in there. Um, it's gonna ask you the basis for accounting. I'm gonna put cash, cause that's what we are. Okay, and remember this is your company, right? So when you're working in this, whatever company you are in, this is the company that you're doing this for. Now I'm going to, on a different screen, let's see. You need your employer identification number. So I wanna talk a little bit about how I have like my, I have everything digital, right? So um, I actually have, I have a folder in my Google Drive um, that's called AAA Administrative. And the reason I put that is so that it always is up on the top. And then I have a folder for each year and I have a folder for permanent. Um, and for permanent, I have things like uh, my S corporation election. Um, so I just, I put my employer identification number in there. I'm gonna set my tax form. Okay, this is an S corporation. That's why I told you guys, you know, the form numbers before, okay, in the first section of the course. Um, do not put limited liability um, because that is not going to give you the proper structure. You want to put the tax structure in there. 
Okay, so you want to pick one of these five, okay, either sole proprietor, partnership, um, S Corp, uh, C Corp, or nonprofit. Don't use limited liability. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick S Corp because that's what I am. I'm going to hit save. Okay, let's talk about um, classes and location. So what classes allows you to do, and the nice thing is that there is a little question mark here. Um, add a class field on form so you can assign transactions to different segments, like departments, locations, or product lines. So um, if you want to use classes, you totally can. Um, you want to make sure, this is, this is really something that you only want to use if you are doing um, the main bookkeeping for the client and you really understand how they want to split up their expenses. Um, this is something that in order to do this, you have to have a really deep knowledge of the client. Okay. Because what classes will do is classes will allow you to break up your income statement um, into different classes, right? So there would literally be a column for um, whatever classes you assign. So you could do different locations, okay? You could do, um, you could do different product lines. Um, so for example, like let's say, I know some of you had said, my business actually does three different things and they're pretty, three pretty distinct things. You could use classes to track the expenses for each of those three items and the income for each of those three items. Um, and so what it's literally going to do is it's going to generate an income statement, right? For each class, each segment in the company. Um, the reason that I am hesitant to do them, so you fear we've got, um, we have multiple distinct brands in Ingram Digital Media. I do not use this. Um, and the reason that I do not use this is because for every single expense that I have, I would have to divide it up between the classes in the company. So let's say, um, for example, we pay for Kajabi. That is the membership platform that you guys log into to watch these videos. If I track classes, okay, when I pay for Kajabi annually, I would have to split the cost of Kajabi, which Kajabi is about $1,000 a year. So I would have to split that up, you know, $333 to Gardool, $333 to Accounting and Focus, $333 to small biz life slash bookkeeper training school. Um, so I would have to create those three lines in the transaction, put the three expenses in, the three amounts, put each of the divisions, and do that for every single transaction I have. So when I think about this, I think, is this worth the time and effort to get that information out? Now I'll tell you, I can go into Stripe, and I know exactly how much income I've generated from each of my three segments. Um, so for me, it's not, I, I'm more concerned with the revenue because the expenses are what they are. Um, and if I enable class tracking every single time 
I record a transaction, it's going to say, you didn't assign classes. Do you want to assign classes? Because um, I have a client who set hers up that way and then didn't want to use the classes, um, but then didn't want to turn them off either. And so it, I really want you to think about if you want to use this. If you think you might want to use it, um, what I would do is I would ask in the group, in the Facebook group, this is what I'm thinking about using it for. Do you think this is a good use? Okay. Um, and then we can, you know, we can go from there. Um, you can turn it on and then turn it back off. Um, and if you turn, so we'll say if you turn it on, um, you can say, warn me when a transaction isn't assigned a class. Well, if you want to use classes, you should really have that warning because otherwise it's not going to be really useful. Um, and then assign classes one to entire transaction or one to each row and transaction. You wanna select one to each row and transaction if a lot of your expenses are split between um, each of the classes, okay? So for example, like I said, most of our expenses um, are used in more than one segment of the business. And so really we'd want to split all of our expenses among the classes. It's very rare that we have an expense, um, maybe like Facebook ads, um, that only affects one segment. Okay, like right now Lisbon, which is our hosting for a podcast, is only being used by Gardool. So that's one. But most, the vast majority of our expenses are kind of used for all of them. Um, you can also track if you have multiple locations. Okay, and so um, you would have to put in the location label that you want to use. So it could be a store if there's multiple stores or a territory um, or a property. So you could use that. Um, you could use that if you have like multiple rentals under the same LLC. You could use that. Okay, so I'm going to turn these off and I'm going to hit save. And then the last one here. What do you want your customers to be called? Okay, so um, if it's rental, they're tenants. If it's medical, they're patients. Um, you can call the members, guests, if it's like a, a B and B, um, clients, right? So basically, it's just what? How do you want your customers um, to be referred to? And this will actually rename the segment of your company. Okay, so like, let's say I change mine to clients. Okay, and I hit save. And you'll notice if we click out of here now, now it says clients. Okay, so it will change it depending on what you put there. Okay, all right, so let's go back in here. All right, notifications. So if you want notifications sent to your inbox, um, things like if you set due dates for things, um, any, let's see, so details, let's edit this and we'll see if they say what they are. Um, so if status changes on any of your clients, okay, these are project changes. If you change the name of a project, if the assignees change. So basically what I'm looking for, this is like if you're working with a team, okay. Um, so I don't really have any new assignments, but if any due dates change, so if you put in a due date for a client um, and if you want to get 
notifications you can. I'm going to turn all these off and I'm going to hit save. I'm going to go to the next section. Okay. <clears throat> um, so if you want to customize the way your forms look, okay, and we'll, we'll go through that. Um, now sales form content. So what do you want on your sales forms? Okay. So the first one is asking preferred invoice terms. This, your invoice terms is the default for how long somebody has to pay you, okay? So is it due upon receipt, okay, 15, 30, or 60 days? Um, I'll tell you with my accounting firm, they're typically due on receipt. Um, some of my business clients, I give them 30 days, but typically kind of the way that I look at it is I've done the work, you should pay me, okay? So that's kind of how I looked at it. Um, preferred delivery method, okay, for me it is send later because I email all my invoices out. Um, if you ship anything, you can turn the shipping on. If you have any custom fields, so custom fields could be things like um, if you wanted to have a, um, a, if there's a special, let's see, it's funny, it's very rare that I ever use these. Let's say if you're working on a customer's website and you want the domain as a custom field, you could do that. Um, you could do, uh, if the client has like a special, um, like customer number with you, you might want to put that. Um, if, I don't know, for some reason you'd want to put like the type of entity they are, um, you could do that. Um, so whatever, and you can make them internal or you can make them public as well. And if it's public, what that means is that it would go on to forms or it could go on to forms. Um, the nice thing with this is that I like the fact that you can click on, if you want to use your own numbering system, you can do that. Okay, and if you check it, um, it'll let you custom number. Um, that's really good if the client has like pre-numbered invoices, okay? If you want the service date on there, so what date did you perform the service? If you want to allow for discounts, you could turn that on. So um, there's a couple different discounts that my firm offers. We do a veterans discount of 10%. Um, a military discount of 10%. Um, I do a nonprofit discount of 10%. So if there are certain discounts that you want to offer, um, you can do that. Okay. And then we can, I'll show you how to set those up later. Um, deposit. So this adds a deposit field to invoices. So you can subtract a client deposit from the total to calculate the balance due. So this is typically used for um, a lot of service providers will use this, like a lot of the graphic artists um, I work with, web designers use this often, landscapers, anything in construction, um, lots and lots of fields use deposits, so if you want to turn on deposits, you can. If you want to allow tips, okay, um, it would add a tips field to sales receipts. So um, 
This is typically used, this could be used in salons. This could be used in restaurants. This could be used in coffee shops. I mean, think about any situation where you might want to allow tipping. You can turn that on. Okay, so I'm going to hit save. Okay. Um, products and services. So if you want to show product columns on sales forms, that's automatically on. If you have a SKU and you want to turn that on, you can. Um, if you want to turn on price rules, okay. Price rules allow you to provide discounts on specific products to certain customers for a specified amount of time. So this is something you'd actually set up. If you turn it on, then you can set it up in the customer themselves. So maybe for new customers, you allow them um, a discount for a certain period of time. Um, so that's kind of new. It's in beta right now. It's a brand new um, option. Okay. Um, if you want to track quantity and rate price, you can do that. Um, so that's, so for example, like let's say that you want to charge a client, um, you're going to charge them $97 a month if they pay for 12 months. So you would put in the quantity as 12 um, and the, the rate is $97. That's something that typically we use on the forms. If you have inventory and you want to track how much you have, you can turn that on here as well. Okay. Um, progress invoicing. This is typically used by construction companies, um, landscape firms, uh, people that do websites, um, basically anybody who would have multiple payment dates, okay, um, would want to use progress invoicing. What progress invoicing allows you to do is it allows you to say, okay, let's say that my bill is $10,000 and you're going to pay me um, a third of that on the day we sign the contract, a third of that halfway through, and a third of it at the end, okay? So then what you do is you turn on progress invoicing and you would create an estimate and then you could say, I want to build this much of the estimate now, okay? And that's what that allows you to do. Um, so messages, this is the email message sent with sales forms. I highly recommend that you fill this out. Um, so use dear first name. Okay, this is for invoices. So the subject is going to say invoice number from Ingram Digital Media. All right, so this is what I like to put for mine. Thank you for being an awesome customer. We appreciate your business and the referral of your friends and family. Thanks for your business. And then I put Kristen and Jeffrey Ingram, okay, Ingram Digital Media Inc., okay. Um, if you have somebody that's helping you, you know, keep track of invoices and stuff, um, you can email a copy to, you know, yourself. I don't do this because I just track everything within the software. Um, and then you can save this. 
and you can do different messages for different, I'm just gonna copy this whole thing. I'm gonna go to sales receipt. Okay, and I'm gonna use exactly the same thing for the sales receipt, and you can kind of play around with those however you want to. Um, you can look at the default, I gotta say their default messages kind of suck, okay? Um, dear first name, um, you know, the standard message is reminder invoice from, you know, just a reminder, we have not received a payment for this invoice yet. Let us know if you have any questions. Thanks for your business. Um, you know, I would kind of reword this um, into a nicer message something to the effect of, um, you know, maybe you end here, um, you know, um, maybe start with, we, so it's going to say, dear first name of person, we appreciate your business. Just a reminder, we've not received, um, your payment. Okay, we've not received your payment. Um, thank you for your business. So I think that's probably good. Thank you for your business. I always like to put, you know, I don't just like to put the name of the business. I like to put our name in there because then people remember that they're working with people. Um, and I find that when people remember they're working with people, they tend to pay you faster. Okay, so that's just something that I do. Okay, so these are all your default messages. You can kind of go through. Um, you can look at the email delivery options for, um, for all of your sales forms. You can show full detail. You can attach a PDF if you want. I don't like attaching PDFs. Um, I find that more often than not, when you do a PDF, sometimes they end up in your spam folder. Um, but I do like them being able to get the online invoice because then they can pay for it. So I'm going to hit save. Um, and then for statements, um, list each transaction as a single line. I like this because it shows them um, the individual lines, but not all the detail and then um, show aging table on the bottom of the statement. So the aging table, and I'm sure some of you have seen these before on bills where it says, this is the part that's zero to 30 and how much is due. This is you know 30 days and how much is due. This is 60 days and how much is due. So there's a little table at the bottom. Um, that's what this will do, okay? So basically list amounts by how many days they're overdue. Um, you can choose to do it that way or not. I think it's a good idea because then people say like, oh shoot, this is overdue. Okay. Um, so I recommend with my clients that if, especially if they have an issue with people paying late, um, that they do this. Okay. So those are all the settings under sales. We can look at expenses real quick. Okay. So um, a couple things here, show items table on expense and purchase forms. So this is if you wanna use 
the same items that you use for billing. Um, if you want to be able to use those for expenses, I only recommend that for people that do inventory. If you want to track expenses and items by client, this is for people. Um, so if you have someone who bills a lot of their expenses to their clients, okay, then they'd want to be able to track them by client and make them billable. Okay, so you'd want to turn those on. Um, if you have somebody that has a lot of expenses per like by client um, and not necessarily bills them, but like they want to make sure that that's not eating up all their profit, this might be a good thing to turn on. Okay. Um, again, if you do that, you have to make sure that like if you have an expense that's for multiple clients, you're going to have to break it down like classes. Okay. So especially if you turn classes on and this on, you're talking about a lot of other things you need to segment and you need to be able to know the information to be able to use that. Okay. So this is the kind of thing that I will be more likely to turn on for clients that do their own bookkeeping. Okay. Because they need to know that information or they need to provide you with a spreadsheet or something so that you can break that out for them. Um, purchase orders. So a purchase order, this is typically used by larger companies um, where you need, to, you need to send this in to show that there's authorization to make the purchase. Okay. Um, they're a pain to do because it's like another piece of paper, another form you've got to fill out before you can put in the payable or put in the expense. So I don't turn them on unless the client is adamant that they need them. Um, and I'll tell you in the, in my firm, um, which I started 13 years ago, I've had one client that was adamant about using them. Okay. So just to kind of, Put that in perspective. Okay. Um, QuickBooks payments. I would highly recommend that you sign up for this. Okay. And I highly recommend that my clients sign up for this. Um, this allows you to take credit cards or bank transfers. You can accept payments through QuickBooks. You can invoice people and send um, the payment, you know, send it to them so that they can pay online. Um, I would highly recommend that you do this. Okay. <clears throat> highly recommend that you do this. Okay. And then, um, if you already have an account with them, um, you can connect it here. Okay. Highly recommend you do this. Okay. And then your advanced stuff. So let's go through this really quickly. Um, the first month of your fiscal year is typically going to be January. Uh, same as your fiscal, your tax year is typically the same as your fiscal year. Close the books off. Um, so what closing the books does is closing the books prevents you from going backwards into the previous year. Now, most bookkeepers are really good about this and they don't change things in the prior year. Often clients will change things in the prior year. Um, I like the flexibility 
that if a client, there, there are some things in the software you cannot do if you close the books. So for example, if a client, um, say they create multiple customers and you need to merge those customers together. If you close the books, you can't do that, okay? Um, same thing with vendors or a lot of times with expense accounts, if they put expenses in a prior year into an account, you can't merge those accounts together. So um, typically with my clients, I do not close the books, okay? Now, I do make sure, however, that I check the audit trail on a regular basis to make sure that clients don't change things if they go into their books, um, and I can show you how to do that as well. Okay. Um, account numbers, I typically turn off. Um, basically what account numbers would do is that they would assign numbers to um, each of the accounts in your chart of accounts. Um, some people like it because they like using the numbers, you know, because you can type in the numbers if you know them. Um, personally, I, I'm better about typing in names, okay? Um, so it, it's kind of a preference thing. There are some clients that are like, yes, I must have account numbers. Um, typically, I don't like them. I think that they, um, they make the statements look messy. At least I think so with all the numbers on them. Okay, if you opted for discounts, you can pick which account you want your discounts to go to. Um, I like using sales discounts. Okay, so I'm gonna type that in. It's gonna ask me, do I wanna add that account because it doesn't exist? I'm gonna hit add. Okay, so the type of account. So we talked about this when we talked about Contra accounts um, in the language of bookkeeping. So sales discount is a Contra income account. Um, this is nice because it automatically knows that the account is income, the type is discounts or refunds given, okay? And sometimes it's not great at picking, but sometimes it is. Um, so this is an income account, okay? The, the detail type is correct. So I am going to hit save and close. And it actually tells you, use discounts, refunds given to track discounts you give to customers. This account typically has a negative balance, so it offsets other income, okay? Um, for discounts from vendors, use an expense account instead, okay? So this is discounts we're giving to customers, so we're gonna leave that there. Awesome. If you did wanna use tips, you could set up an account for that also. But we're gonna hit save. Okay. Um, Automation, if you want to pre-fill forms with previously entered content, I like using that, frankly, um, because this will, um, it just helps speed up the process. It auto-fills things for you. Um, automatically apply credits, yes, I like that, okay, because that will, if your client gives you a deposit or you give them a credit, um, it will automatically apply it to their bill. Um, automatically invoice unbilled activity. I usually turn this off because I want to review any unbilled activity. Um, so this is things like if you're tracking your time for a client and you're entering that into the system to bill out, or if you have um, if you have expenses that need to be billed, I like to be able to review those beforehand. So I typically keep that off. 
automatically apply bill payments, yes, I want to do that as well. Okay, so I'm trying to automate this as much as I possibly can um, while still making sure that, you know, I get to review things that I need to review. Okay, um, use project financial tracking. Okay, so I love, let's look at this. Lest you see all your sales expenses and timesheets by project. Um, so if you want to be able to create projects and look at those, again, this is more detail you have to be able to put in. You need to know which sales and expenses go to which projects. Um, if you will not have that information, then I would not turn this on. Okay. Um, add service field to timesheets. So let's see what this means. When entering timesheets lets you specify services performed. So if you are, um, if you're using the timesheets function inside QuickBooks, which allows you to put your time in and what you're working on, um, this will allow you to specify what billable item you are performing. So if you're gonna use time tracking, I'd recommend you turn that on, okay? Um, make single time activity billable to a client. So if you wanna put your activities in there so that you can bill them, um, then you wanna make sure that you do that. The first day of the work week is Monday, and I'm going to save that. Okay, currency, this is where you can set your home currency if it's not inside the US. And then do you wanna be able to use multiple currencies? So let you track transactions in foreign currencies as well. Um, now I'll tell you that most of the payment gateways that you're gonna use um, aren't, they're gonna to wanna, to, even if you bill outside the country, it's gonna to wanna to change it to US dollars for you. Um, but if you need to track multiple currencies for some reason, you can turn that on. Okay. And then the last one is um, what, these are some other preferences. What do you want your date format to look like? Okay, um, this is standard for the US, the month, day, year. Um, what do you want your numbers to look like? So in other countries, they actually, they use commas for cents and they use, it's basically backwards from what we have. Um, so, but this is the default for the US and this is what we're typically accustomed to. Um, warn if a duplicate check number is used. I like that on, um, that will warn you if you put in the same check number twice. It's a good security feature. Um, warn if a duplicate bill number is used. This doesn't happen as much. If you have pre-printed bills, you might wanna turn that on. Um, and then sign me out if I've been inactive for a certain amount of time and you get one, two, or three hours. Okay, so those are all of the company settings, what they mean, and the defaults that I typically use. If you have any questions about this, and remember, you need to set this up for every single client that you have. So um, a lot when you set up a new client, it will walk you through some of them but you are going to need to go into company settings to set up the rest. Um, if you have any questions about the company settings, you can post them below this video or um, you can post them in the Facebook group. All right, guys, thanks.